All right, Frank, many people, including ourselves, have always said that it is beta summer, the summer in which all you do is continuously try to update your software and test out all the latest betas. But Frank, this summer is a little bit different because this summer is a summer that we sit down and try to do something different to keep us entertained. So today, what I want <laughs> to do is talk about the summer doldrums and how we as engineers find different sorts of activities to keep us entertained, to keep us going, to keep the creative juices flowing, the day in the life of James and Frank during the month of July 2022, aka we've run out of topics, Frank. <laughs> I, you know, this is bad. I think we're even repeating ourselves. I believe we did a show like 30 years ago where we talked about how unproductive we are in the summer when there's a million things we should be doing. But, you know, it's just too hot to do anything. I'm pathetic. I'm a whiner. I get it. But, you know, it's hard to work when you're hot. Uh, but that's that's not a full excuse. It's just, it, it is a little overwhelming, all the betas, keeping up with everything. And I was doing such a good job keeping up with everything that I am kind of taking a little bit of a break. But that's not true either. I have app releases coming out. But overall, yeah, I'm, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I'm not getting anything done. I am like you. I sit down and I look at emails and I look at logs from customers and I look at my backlog and I'm like, I don't want to do any of this. And then <laughs> you know, it, it, it happened on my Twitch show. I um like the Sunday comes up and usually like for my Twitch show, I just try to think of like what's the most ridiculous project I could work on. And that's what I do that week. You know, I just do like what what is something I never normally work on. And I just got to a point where I was like, oh my God, there's a billion things I could work on, but I just couldn't decide on any of them. I thought I was just having a bad day, but you're right. Let's blame it on the summer. <laughs> let's blame it on the doldrums. The doldrums. So Frank, let's get away from the keyboard and let's talk about things that you've been doing in your life that bring you joy, bring you happiness. Do you have something or do you want me to start? It's up to you. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'll start. Um, this is, I've been talking about this on Twitter, so I apologize. And I don't remember if this came up in the podcast, but did I tell you I rebuilt my one wheel? Ooh, I saw a tweet yeah. on your Twitter, but I have not seen anything else or knew why you were doing that <laughs> well i i wasn't very descriptive or anything so you, you probably didn't miss much but it was something that's um I, i've needed to do for a while i bought this like big battery for it over a year ago yeah like a year and a half ago and it's just been sitting on my shelf i'd never installed it um i had the the tire kind of blow out on it it, the things were literally falling off of it. It was in a little bit of rough shape. It, it's been up to 1,300 miles. And one night, I just decided enough is enough. Uh, this cannot stand. I must fix all this. And I deep dove. I tore the whole thing apart. Um, I've only done small disassemblies of it. But this was like, I'm breaking all the like caution warranty things. You know, I don't care. I'm taking knives to everything. And I'm just bolt for bolt tearing the whole thing apart just to figure out how everything works. And boy, did I make a bunch of mistakes and all that. But I had a great time and I managed to get my new battery in. And oh my God, that was a whole ordeal. We could talk about that for a half hour. Wow. That is crazy. So you did it. And it's happening. Have you? And you took it yeah. on the road. You yep, didn't blow yep. up. 
it did not blow up. And oh my God, it was bad because I had to, I, the polite engineering term is remanufacture the battery housing. And what that actually means is I took pliers to it and just kept tearing plastic parts out until I could fit the bigger new battery in there. A battery, which you're not supposed to have to do that stuff, but I just couldn't figure it out. So I just tore the whole thing apart. And I was always a little bit nervous because it's a high voltage, high power battery. You know, it's not going to kill me probably, but it's not going to feel good either if I if I hit myself with it. So I was a little freaked out the whole time. Um, I disassembled it incorrectly the first time, but I even got so inspired. I painted it. I, I cleaned out all the bolts. I put Loctite on everything. The, the, the painting was fun. I like it when I get to do painting talking about painting, which is kind of hilarious too, is that we actually have been doing a ridiculous amount of painting around the house, even though we did repaint <laughs> the entire house like two years ago. Um, we did deck repainting mm. and deck repainting is really fascinating because as a software engineer, I know how things work, but I don't know how anything actually works in the house. Like, I don't understand mm. like how the wood like works and like how the cement and like why things do things like how does that water faucet work? I don't, why I don't actually know. Like there's, there are certain things like how does, how does this backflow for the irrigation work? I don't know. It's there. And houses are very, because you have the two different types of parents. I think you have the parents that were like my parents that are like, and this is a house and they don't teach you anything about it. And then <laughs> you have another type of parent that's like, I'm going to get you actively involved in everything that's happening in the house. So you are successful um, when you buy a, buy a house or get a house or an apartment or anything. But decks are interesting because they, the person that had purchased the house before I painted the deck, which means the wood is kind of end of life. The last thing you can do is like paint it. So we're just like, we want to repaint, just touch it up. And then we go to the paint shop and the paint shop guy's <laughs> like, ha 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 ha, that's not going to work. Here's what you need to do. So the paint guy is teaching me all about how I'm going to like, you think painting like, Oh, I just bought yeah. some paint and I painted. And he's like, no, no, you're going to do it wrong. No, like, you, you know, I have my sand mind. it for five years. First, you got to sand it once use, use a thick sander. Then you got to use a thinner sander. Then you got to make wishes. You have to engrave your initials yep. on it. Then are you allowed to prime it at that point? Well, <laughs> Did you prime your deck? No need to prime it because it was already painted. The previous paint Ooh. is the prime. <laughs> nice. I like that hack. <laughs> Life yeah. hack. Life hack. <laughs> so we did we did that. We did some light sanding. We did some brushing. We you have to you have to hose it down, really clean it, and then you have to let it dry for two to three days. And he's like, Yeah, he's like, here now, now Sonny, <laughs> you're gonna want to paint it right away. You're gonna look at your deck and you're gonna say, Wow, after Sunny. three hours, that looks dry. He's like, No. It's tricking you. It's not dry because it's wood and wood takes two to three days to dry in like heat to be bone dry. He's like, it's got to be, it's going to look bone dry, but it's not bone dry. It's like, don't, and don't, don't, don't you do it. I know you're going to want to do it. Set a timer for yourself on your fancy Apple watch there for two to three days and then you can paint <laughs> it. So then we paint it. It looks great. 
Um, so Sunny, Sunny, yeah. Sunny, you look like the impatient type over there. Yeah, I, I love that lecture. Uh, I wish the I had gotten that lecture when I was painting the one wheel. I, I let the paint dry upwards of 30 minutes. That that seems like a reasonable amount of time. <laughs> it's funny. We're, we're in the awkward weather phase right now, which on the day I decided to paint meant a ton of wind. Mm. And so I'm trying to paint this thing. That's mostly going fine. I mostly find a spot where there's not much wind. But then all the little junky things from trees are also landing on it so i can't imagine like doing a whole deck where you have wind and trees and just basically everything falling apart on the deck are you supposed to cover it or something when you paint it nice yolo just let it go you know if a leaf lands in it the leaf was meant to be there it's part of your deck now (laughs) so you did that you you accomplished that i did accomplish it over two days um we did it with a pretty big deck and uh, yeah, it looks beautiful. It's, it's you know, it's what color? it's better. It's a light gray. OK, I'll allow it. <laughs> we, we already had painted the trim and the railings black. So it's kind of like this black railings with this tree. Oh, it was boy. like brown before. So it was a much better cohesion in general. Our house is white. So it kind of like, you know, matches nicely in that regard. So mm. if you stuck with black and white, it could have been a piano house, though. You introduced gray. So now you have to have you got to stick with that gray. If you have gray anywhere else, you have to tone match that gray. Perfect. Exactly. Yes. So. So I went with the black and white theme on the one wheel. Ooh. I uh, I did not. Well, I only had three kinds of spray paints, uh, white, metallic and pink. And I didn't have the confidence to do pink. So mm. I just went with a, a plain old white. Uh, once I read the can that said uh, the silver paint is not meant for outdoor use. And that's the only place one wheels go. So I didn't do that one. Um, managed to put mine all together. And the new battery actually does last for a long time. And so my summer avoiding work activity has been a lot of one wheeling around the city it's the most perfect thing to do because like the heat's terrible we've already said that and at least you can have the wind in your hair you're a bicycler have you been bicycling everywhere to keep the wind in your hair i have been my my the 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 air has been flowing through my locks of hair my long long hair um yeah that's the other thing i've been doing is getting back on the bicycle and cycling as much as i possibly humanly can and when it's real hot, you get real sweaty. Um, but <laughs> this uh, weekend, my sister came up and um, some friends in town. We did a 60-mile bike ride, which is about 100 Whoa. kilometers, folks. And that's, of course, as little as I think we went because my Apple Watch kept locking and it kept being <laughs> a butt. And I uh, just kept pausing it. And then eventually it's like, oh, no, after an hour, oh, you're still p- pedaling. OK, cool. Like, you're good now. So yeah, we did 60 miles. It was about three and a half, four hours total. Um, I think the elevation gain was like 2000 feet. So it wasn't crazy, but still some uphill stuff. Mm-hmm. I did this last year and did it again this year. So it's kind of my big kickoff to July. You know, hey, I don't got anything to do this weekend. I might as well ride my bike 60 miles and get all sweaty and then get really hungry and eat and drink a bunch. Uh, celebration, which is fun. And yeah, that was really good. We, my, like I said, my, my sister and brother-in-law were in town, so they stayed this weekend and it was kind of nice to do that. And then, yeah, cycling has been my jam, even like where I'm just like, I need to go to Home Depot. I'm just like, I'm riding my bike. And then Heather, mm-hmm. like, you know, you can just drive there in five minutes. Like, I don't care. Ride my bike 40 minutes. I'll be back in an hour and a half. Bye. You know, uh, <laughs> like it's happening. Uh, it just makes me 
joy. I think the, the, the things that I look for in the summer are the things that bring me joy. So you're talking about your one wheel and getting out there. And there's many things that bring me joy, but cycling brings me a mass amount of joy. So whenever I can get onto a bicycle, onto the streets and doing anything, it, it doesn't matter if I'm just going a mile or two down the road to go do something. I'm just going to ride my bike over there. Cause I just, <laughs> I just love it. It's really, really good. And I, um, I have two bikes. So people are curious of what I, what I ride. I got two bikes, got? I got four wheels, Frank, I got four wheels. It's, on one wheel. it's such a cheat, you know, you, like you can go over bumps without having to like hold your breath and completely balance yourself and become one with the air. Yeah. It's, it's a big cheat having two whole wheels, yes. you know, you're privileged over there. I am. <laughs> I did. Uh, um, you know, I, I, I was going to say, um, I was going to brag that I can now get 20 miles on my one wheel. Whoa. And then you're all like, I did a 60 mile ride. I'm like, okay, I can't do 60 miles on it, but my legs are pretty much dead. You, you wouldn't think you have to do much just standing there and riding a thing, but my legs are pretty dead after definitely after 20 miles on this thing. So oh, yeah. I think 60 miles on a bike is kind of the comfortable upper limit. I remember as a kid, I'd do like a hundred mile ride and then like not leave my room for a day to recover. <laughs> <laughs> so were you, uh, was it all nice breezy easy and not easy, you know, but, uh, pretty good. You, you were staying in shape all winter on your fixed bikes. I'm sure it was, it was good. good. It was good. The last time I did last year, I did 52 miles this year, or 54 miles this year. It was like 64 miles, I think. Cause we got kind of lost a little bit. Um, <laughs> But uh, GPX files, they're sometimes a little bit hard to, to navigate around. But um, yeah, it was good. At the last, it got a little, really warm at about one o'clock. So that's when we were finishing. The last half an hour was all uphill and kind of a, a slow and steady grind. There was one point where I had to say, I was talking to myself and I'm like, keep pedaling, James, push down, pull up, you know, as uh, I'm like talking to I my legs, that. like keep going. Um, so that's been. That's been a, mm. a doozy, a fun uh, adventure, <laughs> if you will, into the in the cycling world. Um, have you been? Lo Go ahead. I was going to interrupt. Uh, lo local thing. Sorry, everyone. But um, was there a Seattle to Portland ride this year? Did we miss it? Yeah. You, you ever have ambitions to do something like that? Oh, no, I'm done. And what Frank is You're referring done. to is the year in which I was in the best shape of my life, where I <laughs> rode from Seattle to Portland, the STP, the Seattle to yeah. Portland bike ride. Um, and I did it two days. So I did 140 miles the first day and then 65 miles, um, the second day. And no, it is, it's still going, when are the, oh, it's happening it already. It, it's actually July 16th. So, Ooh, yeah. Okay. By the time this show comes out, it will have happened, it, but it will have happened, but that was a glorious ride. It was I did that seven years ago, very peak. Um, I did a century to train for it. I had some Xamarin mm -hmm. folks up from SF to, to ride down with me. Um, that was fun. That was super duper good. And yeah, I think at this point, once in a lifetime thing, it's sounding like I'm good. Yeah, I'm yep. good. <laughs> After doing this, like the 60 mile, like I would have to do a lot of training, a lot of stuff. I know Pierce has been doing a lot of stuff, but I'm just like, I'm good. I think I'm just good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Nothing to prove over here. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're sticking to the bikes. No new apps, no new bike apps, though. So, like, you were you were doing the fixed bike, so we got an app out of that, but even no new, like, riding around app. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing I thought about doing in the summer. So the fascinating part about the summer, even though it is sort of the doldrums, is that 
I in the winter can be the doldrums too, right? Because now it's like wet or snowy or whatever. And the, you know, what are you going to do? You can't one wheel around. Mm-hmm. I'm not cycling. There's other activities. That's the crazy part about the summertime is that I do not work on. I, I last time I did a summer side project Ooh. app. I, I, yeah, I guess they don't happen though. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. You got me there. I don't really start big app projects in the summer. That is interesting. I never considered that. Uh-uh. I tend to work on my balance spots <laughs> <laughs> during summers. I always notice like it, I usually go a year between working on each one or, you know, making a massive improvement. And it always happens in the summer. I'm starting to see the stars align is what I'm saying. Yeah. My big thing this summer that I want to get back into now that I'm on iOS 16 beta three, which fixes my Regal movie app, which used to keep (laughs) crashing. I'm just launching it right now and it works is uh, movies and TV. I think that is kind of weird because there's movies and TV, which you would think that's a fall activity, but I actually kind of think it's a nice summer activity. Um, to like cap the night off with because I like to enjoy the day all the way until the eight or nine o'clock and then say, hey, we've got a half an hour. We've got an hour here. Or what I like to do is cap off um, like a lunchtime. Say, oh, I'm going to take an extended three hour lunch today and go to the movies, you know, during the hottest point. Then you get free AC, <laughs> uh, which is a pro tip. And um, right now. Um, there's a few things happening. The bachelor and bachelorette or the bachelorette is starting back up, which is very exciting. That just happened yesterday. Um, but there's a bunch of movies that are coming out that are like really exciting. Like Thor came out. Um, what else came out? Um, Elvis came out. I want to see that the Jurassic world. I want to go see that light year. I want to go see that. There's never been a time in the last two years when there's actually been more than one movie that I was actually interested in seeing. Um, <laughs> So I think that right right now it's, hey, let's finish those series. Let's do these things where we were perusing more, like let's commit to something or commit to watching a new thing and enjoy the day up as much as humanly possible. And it's like, okay, like we actually have minimal time. So we're very, we're very uh, intentional about what we're watching at night, if you will. Whereas in the winter, you're just kind of flipping, oh, it's another cooking show. I'll just watch 25 episodes of that. Well, it's funny because it's it's light so long now that by the time like the sun sets, I actually am tired. Whereas in the winter, the sun sets and you're like, the day just got started. You know, I just woke up. Uh, so you don't have those things. I Theaters are a weird one. Movie theaters are a weird one for me. Um, I, I'm 100% agree with you. They have great air conditioning. So mm-hmm. life hack. Good, good idea. I will definitely keep that in mind and go to more of those. I do like the kind of um covid response that now everything's like assigned seating which means you don't have to show up to the show early anymore you can just show up like a half hour after it starts and then you can miss all the thingers and unless you want to cool down or something like that so i actually uh thanks covid don't say that no i didn't say that but um it's it's nice that at least we got the european style assigned seating and they are a little more enjoyable i did um i haven't been i've gone to a few movies but hasn't been quite my thing yet i did like a tourist day in seattle i wanted to find a public playable piano my covid skill that i've been picking up is teaching myself piano and but i don't have a real piano to play 
So I wanted to find a real piano around town to play. And that I, I've completely failed at that quest. I'm still working on that quest. But what it's turned into is I just keep going to famous places here in the city and I keep paying very expensive museum prices. And I'm just acting like a tourist in my hunt for a public piano, but also just kind of enjoying the city. You know, it's fun to be able to look at your city from a fresh perspective. It's did you know that we don't have the Experience Music Project anymore? We have something else called Mopop. Mopop. Um, mm-hmm. Mopop. Museum of Popular Stuff. Mopop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which is kind of fun now. Um, so it is, it, I'd still say a good three quarters or a half of it is still music. But uh, they have a sci-fi section. And what's fun and new is a horror section. And I really enjoyed the horror section of Mopop. So I've been having fun being a tourist. Nice. I think that's a great um, a great perk because there is so many more hours in the day that we've also been doing that. We've been thinking about, okay, like now, you know, after work, it actually is visible. We have some time. Like what brewery do we want to go on? What you know, restaurants we want to try, what are we going to want to actually do inside of the city as well. So that's a great additional point. The other thing we've been doing is into your museum is the local library, your local library. Did Mm -hmm. you know that they often have, um, I don't know about all the ones in Seattle, but at different towns, they have, um, museum passes and they, rent them out just like they rent out a book, but obviously you don't have to return them. But let's say you want to go to the Mopop or some other one, if they have that in their repertoire, like maybe it's like the modern history museum or other things like that, Mm -hmm. you go and then you reserve a ticket and it's free. So you can just go to museums for free. So we've been doing a lot of that this summer as well. There's a lot of um, like outdoor museums or things like that. Um, that have like indoor outdoor things. We've also been doing that too, which is really really fun yeah indoor outdoor things near water (laughs) the 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 outdoor is not so great in the in the anything above 85 degrees is when i start becoming a big complainer but yeah we can do the outdoor things once in a while um by the way if anyone in seattle is is listening and is in seattle knows where there's a public piano please twitter me there used (laughs) to be sending out the request there used to be a bunch in the parks especially during I don't know when, but there used to be a bunch in the park. No, they don't survive. Um, I remember the last one I saw near a park near me. It was put out there. A few people played it. It got a little bit of graffiti on it. Then it got broken and then it got smashed and then it got crazily distributed around. So it was a real inglorious death of a very nice piano. It was very sad. Well, I think that's why we don't see them in parks anymore. <laughs> we are a very irresponsible people. Darn us. Oh. <laughs> what oh. else is on your list of things that keep you joyful and happy in the summer, Frank? Oh, absolutely nothing. No, uh, th- there is one I, I have to resume. And I'm, I'm, this is more of a guilt one just because I miss it. Well, not, yeah, that's not guilt. I just miss it and I haven't been doing it. Uh, I broke my shoulder last year 
last April. And up till then, I was doing a lot of kayaking. And mm. kayaking is the best way in Seattle to stay cool <laughs> because none of us have air conditioning or anything. And it's a lot cheaper than a museum. So go get yourself a $100 inflatable kayak and get out on the water. That's what I keep telling myself. But I really haven't been doing it very much uh, since my shoulder. And I and for no, re- no physical reason. My shoulder's fine. It's a little wimpy, but it's fine. And uh, I, I just need to start resuming that one. Honestly, we had a bit of a late summer. Uh, the air stayed pretty cool there for a little while, but now that it's heating up, I'm definitely going to have to be out on the water more. Yeah, we have both kayak, inflatable kayaks and inflatable stand-up paddle boards. Uh-oh. And yeah, that's, it's like go time. We kind of got them at the end of season last year. So this year, that's sort of our big, we should go do this. But then it's hard because then, you know, you're like I could cycle, I could hike, I could do this. You almost have too many things to do. Oh. But this one's ideal because you can go very slow and we found wonderful places where you can just dock, maybe buy a beer or two, and you're allowed to take it away from the dock and bring it out on your kayak with you. Oh, it's nice. legal. We checked. <laughs> the you're cops in allow interna- international waters? <laughs> no, it's just some. Uh, there is a specific license people can get for allowing the alcohol to leave. Um, wow. As long as you're on a boat or something. It's a weird one. But uh, it's maritime law, man. We're, we're a drinking town with a fishing habit. Maritime law. I like it. That's funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's just find water. I, I used to go sailing. That's one I, w- I hope to pick up again. But uh, since COVID, we haven't been doing any sailing either. I think all my skills are out. You know, you, you get used to like staying on a boat as it's all shifting around. I'm pretty sure I would just fall straight off the boat right now. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to tell you about the last thing over here. Now, this is probably a super maybe boring episode for people, but maybe you've made it 25 minutes in. You're like, wow, this is actually interesting learning about James and Frank. Probably not, but maybe I'm going <laughs> to say about the last thing. That Don't talk I, yourself. I'm excited for this. <laughs> it's a staple in the Pacific Northwest. This is a, a, a Washington and Oregon thing. And it doesn't seem like a thing until you get into it, which is McMenamins. You know about McMenamins? Oh, golly. I, I feel like I'm about to fail a local knowledge test. The name is so familiar. So please describe it. And at the one minute mark, let me say, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. So the McMenamins... Uh, are a series of hotels, breweries, pubs, event spaces that were are usually all original historic buildings. Um, and it's family owned and they make their own beer, wine, cider, spirits, and coffee. And they've been around since 1983 and they have 50 plus properties And there's pubs, these historic hotels that used to be like the one that we just stayed in was like a Mason's Lodge or whatever. Um, The uh, where the Donnett Fringe was at, that was a McMinimins, a crystal ballroom uh, in Portland. That was one. Um, That's why I know the name. Sorry, that's the 52nd mark right there. But yes, of course, I know. No, I didn't know it was such a large chain. I just thought it was. Yeah. Okay. so please continue. So it's a big chain. And here's the cool thing about it is that every property is extremely unique. There's properties that were like old schools that were old railroad stations that um, were old these Masons lodges, like all sorts of different things. And they're all over Washington and Oregon. And the great part about it is that the properties are all unique, but then they have all these amazing artists that create unique art 
that brings together the history of the building or the pub or whatever it's in and in and the the area that it's in too and then on top of that the real thing you're like okay james you're talking about hotels and a pub that doesn't seem excited because <laughs> they have this thing called the mcminimins passport okay. now this is what is mind-blowing the mcminimins passport is um it's like 30 dollars or 35 dollars and they give you a physical passport book and the whole it's genius right it's just like it's mm-hmm. just a genius thing Great the whole idea is that you're set to discover all of the properties, but also all of the different things at those properties. These properties have hidden pubs, they have hidden speakeasies, they have hidden Ooh. rooms, they have all this art. So the passport is unique because at every location, there's always like a task or a thing to find um, out there or a tent. So it might be uh, you know, do a wine tasting or see a show or find this room or find this piece of artwork. And then for each location, when you, um, you collect stamps and when you finish the stamps, um, you get a prize. So for example, we recently just did one where we got a, um, like this really, really hefty, cool bottle opener. And then this, <laughs> this leather koozie. And then the other one we got was like a, a t-shirt for the, you know, the place. And eventually you build it up and you unlock like free stays and concert tickets and all this other stuff, all from $35. Granted, you're giving the money back because yeah. you are, you know, doing stuff, but it's <laughs> genius as an, it's like an, it's like a, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese, but spread out across multiple states um, and exploration. It's genius. <laughs> it's a giant adult scavenger hunt. That's what you yes. joined. Yes. Yeah. So obviously besides I love geocaching, <laughs> which we geocache all the time, we make minimums cache, if you will. So yeah, it's really I have a terrible feeling like I'm going to, I'm vaguely interested in this. This does sound a little bit fun. I, yeah. I hope you didn't just give me a new hobby, but it does sound very fun. Um, I have to ask the boring 2022 question. Uh, are, do all the secrets still work in COVID times or have you noticed any problems with any of the secrets? You know, I, I imagine like the speakeasies might be shut down or something. Uh, so they were during COVID time. And then what they had was like, you could like do a trivia thing or whatever if you found it and then you'd get the stamp. But we were just like, no, okay. we want the real thing. We're going to wait. But now at this point, everything's pretty much open up. So okay. two years ago, yeah, all the little tiny speakeasies were we're closed and stuff like that, but now things are open. You're good to go. Yeah. Um, that's fun. Um, there's uh, okay. Let me preemptively apologize for for what I'm about to say. There, (laughs) there's a whole bunch of Buddhist temples around the world Mm. and somewhere there's a list of 16 to 19. And again, I apologize to everyone. I'm getting all this wrong. (laughs) Um, but kind of by accident, I didn't know what I was doing. I've been to a bunch of them. I've been to maybe Mm. six or seven of them now like a good chunk of the list. And I was thinking, well, there is my adult scavenger hunt for the rest of my life. I'm not a Buddhist, <laughs> but I most definitely want to complete this scavenger hunt of going to uh, these places, to all these different temples around the world. It is the greatest excuse for traveling. And it's funny, like, 
that's all you're trying to do is just give yourself the lightest little excuse to go do something. That, that's me trying to find the public piano downtown and ending mm-hmm. up at all these other places. Whenever I travel, I try to give myself like a, a, a silly little mission. When I traveled to Japan, I was focused on, you know, let's go see every castle in Japan. You can't do that. There's a million of them. But, uh, you know, it's fun to have those goals. Anyway, I want to try for Buddhist temples. And now I'm also going to have to throw in these bars. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's pretty cool. Um, anyways, it's 30 minutes. I feel about 30 minutes of stuff. Frank, we're going to have a real topic next week. Do you promise? Promise uh, to people? What do you think? It would be bad to overachieve on an episode where we're talking about underachieving. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> hey, we can talk about a million things. I'm doing crazy things with Maui right now, man. We can always talk about that kind of stuff. But it was fun talking about what's actually going on, which is a lot of dealing with heat and trying to <laughs> find things to stay entertained. That's true. We've always said on this podcast, this is our lives, you know, our lives in a podcast. So if you look at the 300 plus episodes, you know, 80, 90% of those are because those are the things that are happening, right? That we're into, that we're watching, that we're attending, that we're trying. So it's not just another news podcast that we try to put out every single week. We try to give you the insight into two, two interests of hopefully two interesting developer lives. Um, but Frank, thank you for coming on this journey for episode 316, I think. Is that correct? Wow. Oh my gosh. It's a good number. 316. 315. Even better. Nice. More round number. 15 yeah. multiple by three. Great. Yep. Sounds nice. Oh, all right. <laughs> 316. Eh, could, yeah. You know, I, I, could, I could live without it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's Merch Conflict. If you have topics or other things that you want us to investigate, go to MerchConflict.fm. Hit that contact button. Shoot us an email. We'd love that. Or hit us up on Twitter at James Montemagno at Proclarum. And that's going to do it for this week's Merge Conflict. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.